and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello, folks, and welcome to another episode from the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward. It's uh, a depleted sales chat show team today. Mr. Graham Jones, the professor, as we like to call him, has some very important and urgent academic responsibilities at the university to deal with. So, you've got the B team, which is me and Mr. Anthony Steers. I'm Simon Hazeldean. This is uh-huh. Anthony Steers, my esteemed sales chat show colleague. We will attempt to plug the massive gap left by <laughs> the professor, and we'll do the best. We'll do the best we can, won't we, Anthony? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it might not be as scientific as as it sometimes is, but it'll be practical and helpful for sure. Yeah, well, no, what, what Anthony means is he and I can make statements <laughs> safe and, and share our opinion, shape safe in the knowledge that Graham won't go, well, actually, yeah. I've got a piece of research that says you're talking a load of old nonsense. So, yes. uh, and he won't go on about why you shouldn't have sales targets. Oh, listen to that episode about why you allegedly, according to Graham, you shouldn't have sales targets. But we had a, we had a proper a proper argument and debate about that one. This episode is not about sales targets. This episode is entitled, Do Your Salespeople Most Need You to Be a Coach or a Mentor? So loads of sales managers are sort of told by their organizations or oh, you need to coach your salespeople. you need to be a good sales coach and how important sales coaching is and, and by the way i do not disagree i'm <laughs> madly passionately keen about how powerful coaching salespeople is to improving sales performance however i think gets a bit confusing out there people think they're coaching when i suppose technically they're not coaching actually <laughs> sort of telling people what to do or you mm. know so we just thought we'd just sort of like have a look at a couple of definitions not really for the point of view of definitions Anthony is it? it's more yeah. from the point of view let's be practically useful yeah so let, let's 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 take a let's take a step Anthony you had a very short sharp I think almost like one word difference between coaching and mentoring Immense, we, we yeah were having, I just we were having a chat about yeah, so I, we were talking about this before, and I just said that coaches ask questions, mentors give answers. I, I just you typically find that when there's a mentor, it's somebody who's a few steps ahead of you. Um, you, you kind of listen and you're trying to learn from what it is they do because um, you're trying to catch up with them in some way. Yeah. Whereas a coach typically is is really designed to make you ask yourself the right questions and go and point you in the right direction to find your answers they don't necessarily know all of the answers and this yeah. is where i think that there's a bit of a the, the my first I, I my first experience of what technically was the, the 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 lowest form of being a mentor was whenever whenever i started a new sales job they would always say go and shadow charlie over there yeah and what yeah. what they meant was was he's the top performer mm. go and watch and learn from them and they were technically 
like a mentor. Um, But you then found that they would then give you the answers rather than teaching you to ask the right questions. And I think that's probably the key difference. Yeah, and there's value, I guess, however broadly we might want to go telling, advising, Uh training, coaching, mentoring, however you want to spread those. There's value in any of those as as potentially as a development method. Um, Um, Yeah, I I guess if if I had to define it, you know, coaching around sort of unlocking people's potential so you can maximise performance. And I think as... um, Sir John Whitmore in his uh, coaching for performance was really strong on it's about raising awareness and responsibility, helping people to learn mm-hmm. rather than teaching them. And and the phrase "ask, don't tell" is is I think one that John Sir John Whitmore yeah sort of sort of sort of popular. So yes, theoretically speaking, it is possible to coach somebody by using just questions. And theoretically speaking, you know nothing about the the, the topic area that they, you know. So technically yep. speaking, that is absolutely possible to do. It mm-hmm. can be very, very powerful as well, because as a as a coach with zero knowledge of <clears throat> the situation, mm-hmm. you can only draw it out of the other of the other person. However, mm-hmm. I think that will obviously have some limitations. I think the point of view is is no, and then mentoring maybe is wise counsel guidance advice usually as anthony very correctly said from someone who's maybe got a bit more experience or has gone there has gone there before i'm being i have mentors i have coaches i've had coaches i've had mentors they're both incredibly valuable um i guess the one limitation from mentoring is that is their experience which is hugely valuable and it might not always map over to yours so a, a, a wise sales manager giving mentoring counsel and guidance can be very very powerful mm-hmm. but the salesperson might actually know more about their customer themselves and That's... the context and have a, have a finer more subtle understanding so you know i think it's it's, it's less about definition mm-hmm. and i would suggest to mm-hmm. our listeners anthony i'll give, give mm-hmm. me your thoughts what does the person most need what would be most helpful to them yeah then that can dictate whether a- absolutely so what you do what yeah. you do as an intervention so th- that that example of a, a of a kind of a new starter yeah technically putting them with a role model is great um, and although we talked about giving them answers, um, uh, and I use that as a sort of that definition of sort yeah. of trying to separate the two of them, it's not in that shadowing situation. Uh, you're basically trying to demonstrate best practice and structure and things like that. And you are going to give them answers, but it's probably more of a knowledge transfer, getting people to know and understand a bit more about the products that perhaps the new starter hasn't grasped yet. So I think it's less of trying to tell them the answers without getting them to ask the question first and more sharing knowledge so i think that as a newbie actually having a coach and somebody who who can help you with your mindset i think is great but having a a kind of even a a mentor that's only half a step feels like half a step ahead of you is probably going to be more powerful and inspiring 
um, than having somebody go, okay, let's let's talk about your mindset and doing this and let's get you uh, and to really try and go deep coaching on me, if you know yeah. what I mean. Um, but also newbie, your example mm-hmm. was like they're new, they're new to the job. And let's mm-hmm. say I'm assuming you meant new to sales, et cetera. Yeah. You can have new to your organization, but very experienced. You could be new medical sales, they could be they could be new to you, mm-hmm. but they've worked selling medical equipment into hospitals for the last 15 mm-hmm. years. So their yeah. knowledge is going to be what do they need? Product knowledge. Mm-hmm. And knowledge of your CRM, your systems, the, yeah. you know, and, and cultural things about how you, yeah, how to, they've got tons of experience. That's why you've that's why you've employed them. Yeah. So you know that yeah. that might be actually a mentoring activity. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 I, like a, you say, it's it's a really blurred line, and it's almost a case yeah. of it doesn't really matter what how you want to label no. it or what you want to define it. It's really what is required. What's going to be most beneficial to the person's performance, right? Yeah, and I, I worked, I worked for uh, some some considerable time in an organisation. I mean, the the focus on learning and development was was exceptional. I was so lucky to to work there and to get that kind of development I did. But um, there was a big push at one stage. Everybody went on this sort of enabling leadership, non directional coaching. Every manager, every you know person. And it and it sort of became known in the business as has your boss been on the I don't answer questions anymore course because you know they sort of took the ask don't tell to the to the <laughs> nth degree you know there was there were like horror stories like a, literally a new starter going yeah. boss um, yeah you know which column on the expenses does hotels go in yeah. you know and it, the poor guy was just confused and so the boss it was like like a thirty minute coaching conversation around you know well which column do you think it's in and the guy i don't know because it's yeah well it you know i think have it look look at the look at that column title you know it's just a bit like just just it's column two just put it in (laughs) no and um i was the sales manager at the time and my team were called brand development representatives bdrs okay and uh human resources came to the sales manager meeting because we'd done a a job banding they'd done that they changed the job banding structure mm-hmm. uh, it's sort of quite a technical hr band two three four five and you know what who qualifies and they have job roles and job bands and my my bdrs they weren't on the slide they'd been forgotten or or whatever so i, I say any questions i put my hand out i say yeah rachel um could you tell me what band my bdrs are in and so she sort of then sits sits down on the corner of the table in the office room in the meeting yeah. room. Sorry, I guess. And um, so, what what banding do you think they're in? And I and I she'd been on the course. Yeah. And I said, I genuinely don't know, which is why I'm asking. I also don't know what the capital of Peru is. Um, you can ask me, but I absolutely don't know. I'd really just quite like you to just. And she went, Well, all right, then they're in band nine. And I'm like, Real. That's all I needed. Yeah. That wasn't yeah. a coaching topic for me. Yeah. And I like you say, I think you just got to judge. And I suppose then this is in defense of all these these salespeople that we're poking at that perhaps aren't being as enough mentory or coaches as they need to be, is that coaching can take time. And well, in yes. sales, we don't have much time. Our targets reset every month. We're chasing targets like you say sometimes we don't have 
time to help somebody find the answer it's a very very common excuse but if you haven't got time for your people and you're a sales manager you you're doing something wrong right so let me be absolutely clear and blunt but Mm. yes there Mm. will be times that the lack of time yeah is a factor in your decision making and you may say i really ought to do this Mm-hmm. But we don't have the time, so I'm just going to result. But I think it, I, I would rather that was a conscious. Now, a yeah. lot of people will know the grow model, goal, reality, options, way forward, wrap up. And there are versions of this. Yeah. A, a fairly similar. I was always told it was like the rapid coaching, which is kind of like, where are we now? Where do you need to be? Yeah. What's getting in the way? What's stopping you? What's the gap? Yeah. What do you think you can do about it? Yeah. I think you can actually coach quite quickly quite yeah. quickly sometimes it doesn't always have to be a big long yes yeah, yeah. 30 30 30 but time is a thing time is a consideration um experience of the person mm-hmm. uh time is a consideration of course it shouldn't yep. always be the driver but i think also where are they mentally right if they are very un- overwhelmed they can't yep. see the wood for the trees um or they're panicking about the customers said they're going to lose the business. So I said, mm-hmm. you know, there's a time where they've got to be in the right place to be able to respond to the questions. So sometimes you might need to calm them down and reassure them or tell them a couple of things and or yeah. give, them a, you know, give them some guidance, give yeah. them a steer yeah. before you went into maybe that sort of mm-hmm. in-depth yeah yeah it was interesting at the conference i was at last week somebody talked about um uh, one of she was talking about her first job and how that she landed this massive deal and then left the folder with the paperwork in the hotel and then went off to another meeting and she told her boss at the meeting oh my god like i've lost the paperwork and he turned around and he just went um everybody makes mistakes can you fix this problem and she went yeah but i'm gonna have to go over there and he went so there's a solution. He went, that's that's all I needed you. I just needed you to come to. If you've got a problem and you're panicking, I want to know about it. But I just need you to know. I need to know that you know that there is a solution. And I might help you find it. But if like, basically, it's not a big issue. And and she just said he he put me totally at issue. And I actually almost thought I was going to lose my job. This was worth yeah, hundreds yeah. of thousands of pounds. And he just kind of played it down to, well, OK, you tell me what the problem is. What's the solution? And she said, and as soon as he told me what's the answer, he kind of asked me what's the answer. And I said, well, I'm going to need to go and do this and do that, which means I'm going to miss the dinner. And he went, so, OK, that's fine. Like, that's what needs yeah. to happen. And I'm, I'm, I often say to sales managers, <clears throat> if they don't get to it first, right, which they often yeah. do, is a lot of people will actually often know what to do. They sometimes just want your blessing, permission, yeah. or just they just want to check yeah that 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 yeah that they're yeah. correct well i suppose and, yeah you, you're almost the sounding board of a, okay so this is what's going on i think i should be yeah. doing this is that right yeah brilliant okay fantastic i'm off and like you say it's the reassurance that that perhaps in what feels like a difficult conversation you feel like your boss has got your back so i think like you say the and I think also you you mentioned earlier like the questions there you know it's it's helping them to answer the questions for themselves is I was a, a fairly early stage of my sales career I was a sales rep right I'm making eight 
eight calls a day to retail outlets and and your success was driven by frequency of calls and very clear objectives and so you, you know you were busy right yeah i get promoted to a territory manager so i'm managing you know much bigger territory and bigger customers and i first month i just behaved like a sales rep driving around driving which wasn't not a bad thing to do go and see the customers but i yeah. haven't thought through much more than that i might i remember my boss get me in a one-to-one and said so what you been doing oh, busy 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 and he said what are you planning on next month and I sort of went through busy 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 and he went he went wow you know I'm rambling away telling him about all these calls and he said uh, can I ask you a question I said, yeah yeah Philip when are you planning on doing any thinking Simon <laughs> I remember him saying all that and he, he, he went yeah. and I went I went what do you mean he said, he said, who's your biggest customer? I said, oh, this one. He said, okay, uh, what percentage of your overall territory? Oh, I'm not sure, but a lot. Yeah. He said, okay, it's just worth crunching the numbers. He explained the 80-20 rule to me. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, um, obviously, you know, you, you've got a growth target. What's your, what's your growth target? It's this. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, how are you growing at the moment? Uh, yeah, like this. Okay. Are you likely to hit your target based on what uh, Probably not. got a bit of a shortfall. Okay. So of the other customers, who potentially could we get more share of wallet? Oh, I don't know. Okay, well, why don't you go and... F- you know what I mean? And he, was, <laughs> and he was actually... He coached me in the fundamental basics of territory management by just asking me a series of questions to raise my awareness. Mm-hmm. And then I, I can very remember, and he was a really smart cookie. He was coaching, I think, before coaching. I remember coming back for the next one-to-one, super yeah. excited with my rudimentary territory plan. Yeah. And he asked a few questions and he refined it. But I look back and I realized, what a smart guy, because it was my plan. Yeah. I'd, I'd done yeah. the numbers. He prompted yeah. me, but I'd done the numbers. And, yeah. and he was very clever well, he kind of helped, helped you see well there's almost that he helped you see the wood through the trees right he kind of went yeah. step step back from a strategic bigger picture perspective yeah. and sometimes Tim, you've Tim, got to slow um, down to go faster right Tim Galway the inner game of tennis guy the coach very famous uh, coach in the yeah. game of work really mm-hmm. if you ever get to see a video footage of him YouTube very very smart guy on coaching very removal of interference to performances is big yeah. His big thing. Tim, I hope that was an accurate reflection of your incredible <laughs> wisdom as a coach. But he has this framework, STOP, S-T-O-P, an acronym. Step back, think, organize, proceed. So step back, yeah. go up the valley side, he calls it. Up the valley side, look down, helicopter view. Yeah. Think, analyze, organize into a plan, proceed. And I think sometimes, like you say, I think all coaching is sometimes is just taken away. Mm-hmm. Like with that wonderful example of the person who's left the left the folder. Yeah. The brain's going, oh, I'm going to get and sacked. It... I'm going to lose the business. <laughs> she's right down in the thick of the action. Adrenaline's going. <laughs> and the boss just takes her up the valley side with a couple of lovely questions. Yeah. yeah. And she goes, she probably stress levels went. <sighs> yeah. Well, it, I, I suppose that the, the real skill is to is to help somebody see something from a different perspective and yeah. and 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 sometimes it's the uh, that's the great thing about leaders is they they show other people how to lead and how how they do it and how when the pressure of a decision is waiting on your shoulders how it's important to make the right decision so thinking about it like you say i, I love that that stop thing i think it's a great 
great kind of way of, of thinking I guess, about. I guess when I'm when I'm quote unquote training or consulting, sometimes mm-hmm. you know we'll share a framework, a model, an approach, an idea, mm-hmm. a, a technique, a strategy. Yeah, and then we get people to apply it yeah very you know so i'll yep. sometimes say look my responsibility is to share this stuff this yep. works in lots of different industries lots of different places this this in yep. my experience mentoring inverted yep. commas this works yeah now you apply it to your reality using and they sort of like self-coaching if you like i think it's that kind yeah. of application to their so in that case, it's a combination of the two, but that's more training, right? That's trying to help someone to get to a certain yeah, level of skill. That's kind of interesting, really, because like I say, training is always going to be appropriate um, and, and we can all, all kind of learn stuff. But I feel that when you, when you go from training into either a coaching or mentoring situation, I feel like the training when paired with a mentor is a mentor saying, this is how I do it and it works, copy me. Whereas a coach kind of goes, this is the essence and the structure, but how would that sound coming out of your voice? What, how would you feel comfortable doing and saying this? And that's the bit that I think a coach lets you find your authentic, congruent way of moving forwards rather than saying, jump into this mold and copy me and you'll be fine. I think that I'm not sure all mentors are quite okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that prescriptive, but yeah, yeah. No, I mean... You know, if you're if you're if you're um, I don't know if you're paying somebody like it's people do to be a mentor, right? You want their advice and yeah, want their advice and, mm-hmm. and guidance. I remember my father-in-law telling me there was a very uh, he was in the world of personnel management back in the day, human resources, and they brought in this guy who was a little bit controversial at one of the CIPD local events, Chartered Institute of yeah. uh, Personal Development. Yeah, and this guy was a very—I'm going to keep his name out because yes. a, a very flamboyant, a very flamboyant individual. And he was doing his little session to the audience, and somebody said to him, um, I, "I think you know, I think it'd be a really good opportunity for us to, you know, to 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 give our thoughts and discuss some things because I I have a difference of opinion." And this guy literally said. Um, well, people have paid to come here to listen to my opinion. Um, and then I think when we finish that, then maybe we might have time to get round to your opinion. But at the moment, they've turned up for my... And I thought, on one hand, when I was trying I thought, you arrogant git. And on the yeah. other hand, I actually yeah. thought... Good on you. Actually, actually, yeah. you've you've asked me to come here and share my yeah. knowledge... Yeah. And I haven't finished yet, so that's what I'm going to say. I thought that yeah. was kind you know... Hmm. Yeah, you oh, yeah. know, like if you yeah. if you want a YouTube channel, I mean, I'm well, I'm, yeah. I'm in my mid fifties, right? Yeah. If I want a YouTube channel, is likely to be that the best mentor for me to mm-hmm. help me to monetize a YouTube channel is not likely to be in their mid fifties, right? They're probably going to be mm. twenty five, right? Yeah. Um, if they've got a YouTube channel and they're making a million dollars a year and they've got tens of millions of subscribers. I actually need to just shut up and listen, don't I, to them because they yeah. are, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I want to know. Not yeah. my opinion, which actually at this moment hasn't got a lot of experience. Yeah. You know, uh, and I think it's remaining humble enough to know you've still got stuff to learn. 
Um, yeah. And I think that that's potentially the the trick there. Um, this there's something I use when I when we speak uh, when I speak at the PSA, so our body of professional speakers. Um, I I joke. I, I use a line that is very appropriate, and I'll share it with you in a second uh, as to how people act but i don't just think it's in the speaking world and i always say in the psa you won't struggle to find people who are prepared to share their opinion and call it advice yeah and it's usually very well intended but sometimes the advice will contradict what somebody else has told you or it won't feel right and actually it's your job when being given advice to question it and to understand where that advice is coming from, um, to believe that it's kind of relevant to you or so that the person giving you the advice understands that the context of what you're asking doesn't match the example or the advice that they're giving. Um, and I think being a mentee or even being coached, having the confidence to clarify uh, and 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 getting them to justify the context of their advice can help the respect you're going to get from that conversation. Yeah, because one of the one of the things uh, that I think is a really is a key principle in coaching is we're trying to get people to come up with their answer, mm -hmm. and it could be different to mm -hmm. what we think. Maybe because they maybe know more about the the yeah. situation or the circumstances than we than we do uh, same mm. as advice you know when i as <clears throat> anthony and i are, have been around the professional speaking association quite a quite a long time and as fellows you know mm -hmm. sort of like a more senior member not it only means in time, <laughs> terms of time served right it's not that much, it's not yeah. that it's not that impressive huh? you know people will often ask you for for advice and and i for example i speak to large corporate audiences mainly mm -hmm. i have never spoken in a school or never spoken in an educational mm -hmm. establishment so whilst i might understand the business of professional speaking from my context i have never spoken in i've never spoken in a school so i'm not i'm not able to give advice i can give some principles yeah 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 work for most in inverted commas but, but it's very important the person you know contextualizes it so yeah uh, I was say, so, so apparently yeah Jorn borg the, the the very famous world champion tennis player didn't hold his racket properly you know there's a certain grip that he was he was sort of Lacking coached to yep. use and it didn't work for him so he never technically his he didn't hold his racket properly Yuck. but he went on to be dick fosbury the fosbury flop you know was the guy who did the the, the high jump backwards yep. right yep. You know? that was not the right way and now everybody does it so yeah i think there's there's an element there of contextualize it to their reality yeah. and their understanding yeah. and, and i suppose the 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 context and the example i i usually give is one of my techniques the principle is at the beginning of a conversation you need to get permission to speak yeah and the way i the example i always give is i would say if if we didn't really know each other i'd be going oh good afternoon simon my name's anthony steers was just hoping to chat to you for a couple of minutes, but I'm guessing I've caught you at a bad time. I just wondered, is there a better time to call you back? Okay, so that's the word for word, the nice, polite, softly, softly, yeah. friendly way that I say this is a good way of getting permission to speak. I had one of my students and it was more of a 
boiler room kind of setup in London. Yeah. yeah um, and uh, they were quite mo a bit more aggressive on the phone, I'll be honest with you. And I was trying to get them to ease up a little bit. Yeah. And there was one guy um, who was very East London. Right. He looked dapper. I think he described himself as. Um, but he, he was a bit of a white boy and he talked like this and and he tried my technique down the phone to one of his clients. And he said it word for word because I saw him writing it down and his client said, what's happened to you? And he went and he, and he went, I've been on some training today. And his client went, I don't think it's working, mate. And he just went, yeah, yeah. in which case I'll call you back. And he put the phone down. And he came back to me and he told me what had happened. And I went, what did you say? And he went, I said exactly what you said. And I said, yeah, but that's not how you talk. Like, can you do it in your your own words, your own style? And he just sort of looked at me and he went, well, what's that? And I just went, go and go and have a little break and have a think about it. And he came back up with the biggest smile on his face. All right. And I went, have you got it? And he went, I think so. He went, you're going to love this. Can I do it on loudspeaker? And I was like, yeah, go on. And he went, guess what? <laughs> he went, I can do this in six words. And I went, six words? Come on, then let me see it or let me hear it. And he dialed. The person answered the phone and he went, hello, fella. Good time, bad time. And it was the ex and the guy went, oh, great time. What is it you want? And he went, oh, it was just a quick fade. He went, go on then. And he got straight into the conversation. And it was yeah. just the he got the essence of what it was I was trying to get him to make the person feel yes. like. Like, you're yeah. not under pressure here to take this call. But it came out in his words. And... It was just an example of, I can tell you how I do it, but if you're not like me, then you might want to add your own slice, your own sort of spice to it. And your I, own. I think I've mentioned this young lady before. I'm going to call her Sally, and that's not her name because okay. I don't want to embarrass her if 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 anybody recognises her. But work for a uh, very well known company that sells double glazing windows mm -hmm. here in the uk uh, my wife and i we had bought windows from said company they were very good great yep. and the house is done but of course they they're always interested to cross sell upsell uh, etc yep. so they also supply conservatories for the backs of all the sides of your house they face your soffits and around the top oh, of the yeah. roof all, all that sort of stuff uh, drives and all you know so yeah so uh, not a bad idea keep in touch with your customers and try to go so we got a you know three or four uh three or four every couple of months two or three months of a reading out and you know a script and and then i got sally and literally i picked up the phone hello simon hazeldean hello mr hazeldean uh, my name is sally i am calling from xyz windows yeah. and i went hello sally and she went and you know why i've called you and i said yeah you're gonna try and sell me something you she said i certainly am that's my job she said, now, what about a conservatory? <laughs> and I, I burst out laughing, literally burst out laughing. And I said, Sally, I love your style, but I really don't want a conservatory. She said, why not? I said, I really don't think I've got the room in the garden. And she yeah. said, you're thinking about this the wrong way, Mr. Hazeldean. You're thinking about a conservatory. I'm thinking about you won't have as much lawn that you're going to need to mow on a Sunday afternoon. And I, I mean, nonsense, right? Yeah. But I'm laughing. I'm sorry. And I reckon, Anthony, yeah. Sally was the number one most successful salesperson here because Sally has worked yeah. out the script isn't working. Yeah. Do anything else. Now, I don't know whether she got into trouble, how long she lasted. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, hello, fellas. <laughs> Good time, bad time. Like, yeah. you wouldn't say, would you, 
that that will be top recommended sales training how uh, to open a call right but absolutely right and it was just i yeah so it, it just made me smile because it was one of those yeah. things that he looked puzzled when it didn't work and like i'd been lying to him and then and when he got these words I now share I now share that on stage all the time to kind of say, well, look, I, I do it like this, but I know somebody who can do it like that and gets away yeah. with it. <laughs> and, and, and of course, within the confines of of not bringing your company into disrepute, you know, whatever, <laughs> all those all those sort of things, right? The Sallys and mm. and uh, yep. gentlemen from the East End of uh, <laughs> East, East End of London, yeah. um, you know, they found a way. To be and i would i would say track his numbers track yeah yeah, his yeah numbers tracker numbers right and if they if they're busting the average and they're doing better than the others he he did I, well and yeah yeah and, and and i think it's actually probably an example of true authenticity in sales yes know your product know the process be yourself yeah follow uh -huh. my best my best sellers i've ever had the privilege to manage very disciplined at following the process Mm -hmm. following it as a guide not a cage yeah bringing their own personality in a very conversational style mm -hmm. over the top of it and making it their own and that's yeah. the coaching is your point how would you say it yeah how well, would you say it yeah and uh oh you you kind of got my I, I love this kind of topic and i feel like we we've sort of wandered off a little bit away from the as training coaching mentoring as as we do um but i suppose it's definitely um training coaching and mentoring are probably not that far apart and should all be linked together um but like you were saying i yeah. think it's about what's appropriate for that person at that time um so there is there is um you know some great stuff the situational leadership ken blanchard's piece around mm -hmm. around that i think is offers some thoughts on on that um i was shown as a sales manager something that was called the skill will matrix so um from low will to high will attitude confidence kind mm -hmm. of thing low to high a will uh, sorry skill level of competence and capability so you've got four quadrants yeah. Bottom left hand corner, low skill, low will. Yeah. As in they can't the, the competence level is low, the confidence level might be low. Right. So mm -hmm. that's probably around training and encouraging and, and building up. Mm -hmm. uh, bottom right on the matrix was low levels of skill, high levels of will, new starter, newly promoted. That would be about train coach to get them into the top right corner, high skill, high will. That's around mm -hmm. yeah. coaching. Yeah, 1%, 2%, 3%, 4% better. Mm -hmm. And then the other the other corner would be uh high levels of skill, lots of experience, yeah, lower levels of will. Motivation's gone a little bit, confidence shaky sometimes, those yeah. sort of things. So long serving, yeah, or sometimes very new, but but yeah. good, but 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 yeah, but kind of like think they're even better than they are. So you know, yeah. in there, yeah. About... yeah, either think they're better than they are or lost their mojo. Actually, yeah. basically, prime coaching and remotivation, right? Yeah. Remotivation. So I mean, that was just one way. You don't want to chop, don't want to chop people yeah. into four boxes, but it it gives you a bit of a guide to yeah. maybe where would you where would you start. So yeah. I guess it's kind of like as they come in bit of instruction on how to do this how we do this what button to press mm -hmm. then some training 
then as they start to build and develop that, it might go into some sort of mentoring on how to apply the training, and then you move into some coaching or yep. combination of the of the two. Probably. You know, the sort of as a as mm -hmm. a as a vague sequence, yep. I think, for people to. Mm -hmm. But yeah, doing lots of non-directional coaching with someone who lacks the knowledge and experience is is going to be a bit of a painful experience for that for that person for that person um, yeah yeah but I just, always quest questions raise awareness yeah i suppose the, the big thing from this episode that's kind of stood out for me was the the way you weren't accepting the lack of time as being the excuse for not doing this properly yeah, well, you should be you should be talking and spending time with your people anyway. So uh, providing coaching to them during those times is is, yeah. a, and I do appreciate sometimes, you know, there will be a genuine shortage of time or something's very urgent or you know, yeah. if if the building's on fire and everybody's still sitting at their desk. <laughs> non-direct coaching is not the thing right you should get out of there right? like, you know, like, uh, lead lead by example and run out the front door but um or someone's in a warehouse and the yeah. pallet's about to drop on their head you know anthony are you aware of any health and safety hazards in the immediate vicinity you know as anthony dies as the as the pallet lands and squashes him flat but you know there will be some times but if you haven't got time for your people you are doing something wrong as mm. a sales manager or maybe your organization is giving you thing too many things to do yeah about taking you away from your people so push back so yeah. push back because you know where uh, on average 51 percent of salespeople hit quota uh right. where salespeople have a structured sales process and receive coaching 88 percent of sellers hit target and mckinsey research shows that coaching can have a two times plus productivity improvement in medium to high complexity jobs and modern sales is usually a reasonable medium to high complexity jobs so um it's a very very powerful way as it also is mentoring as well yeah. and training yeah. of course training has its place yeah. occasionally just telling somebody what to do also can also can help but i think it's different strokes for different folks anthony i guess that's kind Absolutely. of where we've where we've where we've got to so folks hopefully that's given you a bit of food for thought and um you'll find some more food for thought in the nearly 300 or so episodes in the sales chat show back catalog all available from your favorite podcast platform we're on all the major podcast platforms and also you can find all of the episodes at our website saleschatshow.com so it's been anthony steers and simon hazeldean on behalf of the sales chat show uh filling in for the absent mm -hmm. mr graham jones will be back with us for our next set of episodes in the meantime uh, on behalf of everybody from the sales chat show, we just like to normally say good luck and good selling, but I think we ought to say good luck and good coaching and mentoring <laughs> and developing your people so that they can become really great at selling. So thanks for listening in, folks. See you all soon. You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck 
and good selling. <laughs>